Hello, wrestling fans, and hello, 2019. Your host with the most, George McKayam, in the building. I'm here with my partner in crime, the man who has a face for radio, Steve the Animal Mitchell. Happy New Year, wrestling fans. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everybody had a very happy, safe, happy New Year. I did. I had a great, great holiday off with the family and the friends. And you yourself, did you have a good holiday and off? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Can't complain. Absolutely. Probably, I, I would have to say, usually every year is very dismal. Not really looking forward to the next year, so on and so forth. Pretty bad year. But this year was absolutely phenomenal. No complaints whatsoever. Nice. Santa Claus bring you everything you wanted? Absolutely everything I wanted. Absolutely everything you wanted. Santa Claus definitely showed up in, in, in full force this year. Absolutely. So, we're back. 2019 officially year number two of the straight talk wrestling podcast and as we promised right before the year ended we are coming back stronger hungrier more determined than ever to grow our numbers from where they were we saw a huge increase last year which we love and appreciate everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen to us two schmoes talk in my basement we appreciate that to have no end but uh, we want to get bigger we want to grow the numbers and we've got some exciting stuff coming up that I just, I'm just chomping at the bit, can't wait to get to. Next week's show is going to be killer, we'll unveil that at the end of the show. But this week is the animal's turn at the wheel. And he spun, and he spun, and he spun. And he landed on... Hangman Page. Hangman Page, I, that's exciting. That's kind of like where we've been going, right? I mean, we did Kenny, we did, uh, you we know, did Cody. we did Cody... We're kind of going in towards that, and I already unveiled that February we'll be rocking out my guy, the villain, Marty Scroll, yep. which I cannot wait to get into that one. But this one I'm looking excited to, for the simple fact that I honestly and truly don't know much about the man that is Hangman Page. And I feel like that not a lot of people really do know very much about Hangman Page, because as far as I was concerned, it was really a thing where he was I was watching him on the Elite, and I never really knew too much about his matches, and I really, for myself, honestly, I kind of wanted to also get to know... Uh, hangman a little bit more myself of um, I just remember watching a specific match where he was facing I forget the guy's first name but his last name's Cobb and it was in um, uh, ROH and they were they, they had uh, this incredible title match um, also the the title absolutely escapes me but the actual match itself was such a barn burner and it totally opened my eyes completely to uh, everything about Hangman Page, what he's all about, and he actually, if anything, put me on a, put if he was put on a pedestal to me of that Kenny Omega level of just the aerials, what he was capable of doing, specifically of top rope stuff like that, of, of particularly of being able to literally being such a big man of the size of Diesel, basically, and being able to essentially flip over completely over the top rope from, from holding onto the top rope, landing on the other side. Completely so giving you that like AJ Styles agility in a big man's body. AJ Styles agility in a big man's body. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. But let's, you know what? Let's just hop right into the, the, the man, uh, Adam Page, Adam Hangman Page, that is real name, Stevie Waltz, that was born July 27th, 1991. An American professional wrestler better known for his ring name as Adam Page. Uh, he is currently signed, of course, to All Elite Wrestling, and he is best known for his work in uh, ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, where he he did a really big long stint in uh, Ring of Honor, which was from 2011 to 2018, and that's pretty much the, the main reason for um, a, a lot of the mainstreamers that don't really know much about Adam Page is the fact that a lot of um, what was going on in ROH, he carried a lot of losses that really came along and comes along with being a heel. But started out as a face, but even as more, more as a heel, 
but a lot more loss record than a win record. But we'll come to understand that story as we go along. So bottom line, uh, starting in 2011, that's when he went to started in ROH. Page made his ROH debut on January 14th, 2011 at ROH Champions versus All-Stars in the Dark Match. In 2013, Page participated in the ROH Top Prospect Tournament, but he was defeated on January 5th by Celias Young. Page made his pay-per-view debut at ROH's 11th anniversary show where he participated in a six-man mayhem match won by ACH. At, at Manhattan Mayhem, Page was defeated by Young in a singles match. At Death Before Dishonor 11, Page defeated R.D. Evans. At Glory by Honor 12, Page was defeated by, by Jimmy Jacobs. At Golden Dream, Page had his first title match, but was defeated by ROH World Television Champion Matt Tavern. And at Final Batter 2013, Page was defeated by Matt Hardy. So a lot of breaking into the the business at this point. A lot yeah, you got to take just, your lumps before you can move up the chain, right? Exactly, and especially in taking the big fall for Matt Hardy. But the fact that he was the fact that you, when you're in a program with Matt Hardy, and the fact that that was in 2013 when Matt Hardy was doing the broken thing and kind of or no, I don't think he was doing it. Yes, that that was when he was doing the broken thing and had kind of evolved that and now brought himself into the mix into ROH. So to get a program with him is just like okay, you can already tell that like even though he was defeated. He's moving up. Right. Um, in 2014, Page feuded with The Decade, a stable formed by ROH veterans. At ROH's 20th anniversary show, The Decade, made up of BJ Whitmer, Jer Jimmy Jacobs, and Roderick Strong, was defe defeated Page, Cedric Alexander, and Mark Briscoe. On March 7th, Page joined The Decade as the first of the group's recruits, or young boys, quote-unquote. At, Star, at Supercard of Honor 8, Paige Jacobs and Whitmer defeated, uh, defeated Andrew Everett and Adrenaline Rush. In October 2014, Paige became a full-fledged member of the decade. After Jacobs left the stable and Colby Carino, and Colby Carino joined, Paige started to feud with ACH. At Best in the World, the decade, Whitmer and Paige defeated ACH and Matt Siddle when Page pinned Siddle after a right to passage. At Death Before Dishonored 8, Page defeated ACH. However, Page subsequently left the decade and feuded with BJ Whitmer, turned face in the process, and turning face in the process. Page faced Whitmer at ROH 14th anniversary show, but was, of course, defeated. On May 9th, 2016, this is when everything sort of started to, now we're seeing the, now we're seeing Adam Page take shape of, on May 9, 2016, during the first night of the War of the Worlds tour, Page became a villain once again as he joined the Bullet Club by turning on Colt Cabana, the Briscoes, and the Motor City and Motor City the, the Motor City Machine Guns during the 10-man tag team main event. As to which we are actually going to play this clip right now. It's where Page um, hung Chris Sabin with the Hangman's noose, which gave him his Hangman nickname. coming in the ring with the chair to save his buddy after Bullet Club is coming in to fight him. Saves the day apparently and Adam Page gives him a big low blow. What is going on? 
Is it not there to the back? Oh, what has he got? What's he got? He has a Adam Page. Has he got a hangman's noose? Has a hangman's noose. And there is no one to stop Bullet Club. shot and yep that's it and the classic hard cam shot of Adam Page standing dead smack in the middle of his anointment into the bullet club God, not gonna lie that's a sexy clip yeah <laughs> that is a sexy sexy clip <laughs> it was a very very beautiful moment um, and now we're basically getting right back into it that was um, it was it was at death before dishonor um, uh, Death Before Dishonor 14 that Page defeated Jay Briscoe but on November 16, 2016 Page was unsuccessful in winning the ROH World Television Championship where he was defeated by Bobby Fish your boy, one of your boys <laughs> I got a lot of boys, Adam Cole was in that clip too, I got a little excited Yeah. as <laughs> we know I got screwed over in the Kenny Omega profile when my guys were the clips that were picked when Omega turned on both my guys, AJ Styles, and Adam Cole. I know I was done on purpose. I know, that broke every bit of your heart. And I'm sorry that happened. I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry that had to happen. <laughs> on April 1st, on April Fool's Day, 2017, uh, Paige teamed with the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, and Tongaloa, as they were unsuccessful against Bully Ray and the Briscoes, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. This was for the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Page got involved in the ROH World Tag Team, the World Television Championship match, helping Marty Skrull defeat Frankie Kazarian by hitting him with a chair. Kazarian and Page then battled in a strap match at the best of the world, ending with Page submitting and being hanged by the leather strap. On August 20th, 2017, Page won. Finally, he won his first title in ROH when he when he and his Bullet Club stablemates, the Young Bucks. Build collectively as the Hung Bucks defeated Dalton Castle and the boys of the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Championship. While Page and the Young Bucks, um, all while while Page and the Young Bucks, um, Bullet Club stablemates Cody, Kenny Omega, and Marty Skrull were later allowed to defend the title under Bullet Club rules. Only Page and the Young Bucks were recognized as the official champions. On ROH 16th anniversary show, the Hung Bucks lost the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championships against SoCal Uncensored, which was made up consecutively of um, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Page fought Kota Abushi at Supercard of Honor 12 in a losing effort. Page began feuding with Punishment Martinez when Martinez attacked Page with a chair before a match. Page then attacked Martinez later on, putting him through a table. These two traded attacks until Page challenged Martinez for the World ROH World Television Championship in a Baltimore street fight at Best in the World 2018 in a losing effort. 
Page entered ROH's International Cup Tournament on the twenty on the two thousand eighteen Honor Reunited Tour, defeating Joe Hendry and Jimmy Havoc before and Jimmy Havoc before losing to Mark Haskins in the finals. During the December fifteenth <clears throat> TV tapings, Page and the Elite left ROH, and now we are into New Japan, which only went from that went from twenty sixteen just until well, basically I I would imagine even though it's he's signed with Elite or he signed with uh, All Elite uh, Wrestling, that much like the same as a lot of them, that they're able to just float back and forth and be able to just... Yeah, there's a bad crotch from what I... I mean, we all don't know much about All Elite Wrestling, and yeah, we will touch on All Elite briefly because this profile is rather short because there's there's only a little bit of information. Much yeah. like Marty Scroll will be the same when we drop that in February. But from what we've researched and what we do know is All Elite Wrestling already does have joint ventures with New Japan Pro Wrestling and with Ring of Honor. But there's also some conflict with Ring of Honor because they are taking Ring of Honor's talent during some dates. So I don't know how yeah. that's going to work right now. They're trying to iron out the uh, like who's going to have who on which dates. Yes. So we'll get more of that as the information comes out. But, I mean, everybody's so concerned about All Elite Wrestling right now saying that they're going to be straight-up competition for the WWE. And just from my opinion, I want to just take a timeout from this, which is fantastically interesting. Absolutely. I just want to say that there's no way in hell All Elite, New Japan Pro... And Ring of Honor, even combined together, can compete with the the amount that Vince McMahon has. Vince McMahon has a ton of money, a ton of clout, a ton of history, a ton of fans. Even though a lot of fans bitch about WWE all the time, we bitch about it all the time. Fact is, it is literally a license to print money. So when you have a license to print money, no one can be a firm competition until they show their chops, take their licks, earn their stripes. So I'm just saying, from my point of view, the host... As much as I'm intrigued by All Elite Wrestling, I'm excited about the new promotion. I'm excited to see what happens. It is not straight competition for the WWE. And it won't be until there's a recognized TV deal, episodically, weekly, before it can be considered straight, true competition. Exactly. We're they're not getting another their, Monday Night Wars. They're talking people. about their their first one. They're talking about their first event. Exactly. We're not getting another Las Vegas. We're not getting another Monday Night Wars here. So let's yeah. let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's let these guys develop. Let's yeah. let them see what works and what doesn't work. Let's see if they have an opportunity to literally make themselves uh, like the UFC wrestling version of Las Vegas. Let's see if they actually have the opportunity. WWE has New York. All in wrestling as Vegas. So let's see what the hell they do with this with this idea of we're taking this ex, this elite version of wrestling and we're putting it into Vegas and see where this whole thing goes. I actually, what I would really like to do is actually take next week's episode and do an entire show on all elite wrestling to clear the air for everybody who doesn't understand really truly about what is actually going on with this company and how it's actually working and what what we can actually truly expect when we lay all of the cards out to see exactly how this thing would actually match up, if it would even, it, it wouldn't, but this, from where I'm sitting, there's the possibility of it in, in the future, in a law, in, in, in a five-year future from now, but however, um, I, I feel like there's an opportunity to be able to much clear the air on a lot of these things, that people are kind of, everybody's has a different story and a different version of what's really truly going on here with All Elite Wrestling. I like it. Let's uh, let's do that for two weeks from now, though, because next week is already booked. So let's do two weeks from now. We'll do a straight up All Elite Wrestling Hour. We'll talk about yes. everything we know so far, what we know, what we don't know, what we've heard, what we haven't heard. We'll yes. also have to touch on Kenny Omega and the outstanding contract to WWE. From what they've offered him, I understand it's seven figures, so you're looking at $10 million minimum yes. is what they've offered him. They've only offered him or only asked or requested of him six to seven appearances Yes. to start 
from what I understand, right away leading up to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which obviously the only way to set that up would be him versus John Cena. That's the only way I see it right now, but I have to see who else they want to play him with. But um, yeah, let's do that two weeks from now because next week's episode we've yes, already got to kind of get the cards. You're absolutely right. So we let's have do another episode already planned for so two weeks from now. But two weeks from now we will do what we would like to call the All Elite Wrestling Hour. We're going to sit down, break down everything we know, what we understand about the contracts, what we understand about Cody's role within the company, and the burning question, my question that I want to ask and debate a little bit would be: Does he have the booking power of his father? Yes, All In was a success. But does he have what Dusty had? That's the real question. That That's the question. We, we, definitely, question. we definitely have to answer that. But we'll, we'll, so that's two weeks from now. Next week's episode will avail at the end of the show. But let's finish up Adam Page and then let's open up forum for discussion because I do have a couple points I want to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, we were continuing off with New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's when uh, he showed up at, at June 2016. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced Page would debut for the promotion at Dominion 6.19 in Osaka Joe Hall under the ring name Hangman Page in a six-man tag team match where he was teamed up with Yujiro Takahashi and Bad Luck Filet to defeat Captain New Japan Toshi Tatsu and Togi Makabe. Uh, Page scored the win by pinning Captain New Japan. Afterwards, Page also began using the, ring, using the name NROH. On July 3rd, 2016, Page competed in a six-man t- in a tag team match where he teamed up with Yujiro to defeat the team of Captain New Japan and Yoshitatsu in Kazina in the Kazina Road 2016 event. On G1 Climax 26 Finals, Page and Yujiro unsuccessfully challenged for the IWGP Tag Team Championship against the Briscoe Brothers. From November 18th to December tw- to December 10th, 2016, Page and Yujiro Participated in the World Tag Te- in the World Tag League 2016, where they finished second in A Block with record of with a record of four wins and three losses, thus failing to advance to the final. On July 1st, 2017, at G1 Special in USA, Page took part in the tournament to determine the inaugural IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, but was eliminated in the first round by Jay Lethal. On August 13th, Page and the Bullet Club stable and Bullet Club stablemate Cody. Unsuccessfully challenged War Machine, made up of Hanson and Raymond Rowe, on, on uh, for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. From from November 18th through December 11th, Page once again teamed up with Yujiro Takahashi, um, where they were somewhat jokingly now called Dick and Balls from <laughs> World Tag League 2017. I'm sorry. Do people not sometimes? test these names out before like even hung bucks right sounds like a porno from the 80s that's why they call themselves that i get it i get it brilliant name (laughs) they placed third in a block so dick and balls they placed (laughs) third in a block with eight points (laughs) at the the new beginning in Sapporo, after jay white defeated kenny omega for the iwgp united states heavyweight championship united states championship Page went to challenge White for the title, but was interrupted by Omega, after which Cody attacked Omega. Page challenged White for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship at Strong Style Evolve, but was defeated. Throughout Bullet Club's Civil War, Page was the only member fully supporting Cody in the coup to become the leader. Page's first main event singles match for the NJPW came against Kenny Omega at Wrestling uh, Dontaku. 2018, after he lost to Omega. At Dominion 2018, Page, along with Cody and Marty Skrull, defeated the trio of Jujin Thunder Liger, 
Hiroshi Tanahashi and Rey Mysterio Jr. Page and Skrull defeated Tanahashi and Kushida at the G1 Special in San Francisco. After Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa and King Haku attacked Omega and the Young Bucks in the G1 Special in San Francisco, Page, along with Skrull, Chase Owens, Yujiro, and Cody, attempted to save the Elite only to be beaten down by the Tongans as well. Page participated in the first G1 Classic, G1 Climax, G1 Climax 28, from July 14, 2018, all the way through to August 12th. He placed second to he second, second to last, meaning he placed ninth in the A block with six points. At King of Pro Wrestling 2018, Page, along with Chase Owens and the Young Bucks, lost to the team of Bad Luck Filet, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and Taji Ishimori. And then we get to... Pro Wrestling Gorilla, that was just for a little stint of 2018, when on, on April 2018, on April 2018, uh, Adam Page made his debut for Pro Wrestling Gorilla at first night of All-Star Weekend 14. Page fought for the PWG World Championship, fought, fought then PWG World Champion Keith Lee in a losing effort. And then of course we get to um, All Elite Wrestling and then um, when, he, when he signed with them, but in his personal life, Waltz is actually a graduate of Virginia Tech where he earned a bachelor's degree in communications for two years. Waltz was a full-time high school teacher teaching journalism and graphic design for five years while also wrestling. This was until his first tour of New Japan on, in May 2016. It's pretty cool. I like, I like how I hear like when we do the profiles and stuff and we break it down. I love how we hear about how these guys, They a lot of people think, you know, these guys, they, 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 they sweated it out. They did everything for wrestling. It seems nowadays a lot of them are being very smart in terms of their financial status and where they want to stay and how comfortable they want to be, but also finding the backup. Finding the backup. Even like, you know, people say NHL players, NBA players, uh, mm -hmm. baseball players. You look at um, uh, the pitcher there, Stroman for the Jays, yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. This guy went to Duke, graduated with honors, Duke University, while he was pitching in the Major League Baseball Association. He also earned his degree mm -hmm. at Duke University. And I love when I hear that because it's like, okay, you know longevity is not going to be your thing. You might as well get what you can get while you get it and know that there's a backup. Yeah. So the fact that I hear these things, it really impresses me. Even when we touch on next week's episode, the guest that we're going to have on next week's episode. Oh, spoiler, I said it's going to be a guest. So the guest we're going to have, she herself is in school currently right now for criminology. So I think that is fantastic. I always love to hear about the backup plans. Yes, wrestling is all of our passions. Wrestling is what we live and breathe for. You and I, we love to talk about it. We love to sink our teeth into the meat and potatoes, pull back the curtain as much as we can with all the information that we have. And thanks to the internet, we have a ton of information, though we always have to do our due diligence and our fact checking. But I do love to hear whenever you hear about a backup plan for wrestler because it's great. And this is a guy that I knew not a whole lot about. Sucks that he's on the losing end a lot, but it seems like the more he loses, the more popular he becomes. Because even when he's losing, he's still winning. And most of these matches that you touched on, I myself was able to watch a few of them in leading up to this, uh, this profile that you did here, dude, which was a fantastic job with very little minimal information that you could, much like I did with Josh Alexander. Awesome. But honestly and truly, I looked at some of those matches, and even though he was on a losing effort for majority of them, they were still great matches. They were four or five stars, most of them, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So the boy has chops. He knows how to wrestle. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of uh, the fact that he can't seem to really catch a break. And the only time he did is when he won with the infamous team of the Hung Bucks. Yeah. So you know, is what it is, right? 
But um, it's intriguing to see where these young guys up and, and what his role in all elite wrestling is. I hope to see from what we what you've touched on and what we've learned in this profile. I hope we see more of him in the ability to really be able to catch that break and move to the next level. Give him a championship. Let him run with it. Let's see how he does in a defensive mode instead of an offensive mode. Because when you're trying to get a title and you're trying to break that glass ceiling, you're always on the offensive. Once you have the title, you have to learn how to be more defensive. You have to learn how to keep a title, retain a title, and still have those great matches. So I have to see more of Paige before I weigh in on exactly where I see him in his career. But right now he's taken a lot of the right steps. He's taken a lot of the right moves. And I think his career has moved organically the way he's wanted it to. Mm. I just need to see how he does with a strap around his waist and not a tag team strap or a six-man strap. I need to see him with a single strap. I got to see him with a singles title because I got to see how he handles himself. I feel like this is a a really bad niche of a character. I feel like this is really just kind of a thing where um, you put a guy in chaps and you you put a guy in you you put a guy in a cowboy outfit and then you get him you think doing smoking guns stuff and <laughs> it's like honestly all I all I really see is just Billy and Bart but with like a dude that can just like flip around like AJ Styles but so more Billy than you do Bart because way Bart, more Bart Bart was horrible way more actually I look at him and I'm just like wow you are way more Bart than you are Billy that's for sure um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what it it it's it's a different take on it because of the fact that. When do you see a cowboy flipping around and doing crazy stuff well, like that? When have you seen so, a cowboy character since Billy and Bart Gun, really? Well, yeah. And, and then you probably had, for, 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 and that's the thing is I realize ultimately it's for a reason. Like that, that to me, it's it's the lack of depth within the character. It's like for for the wrestling, it, there's the wrestling part that's completely down. Whenever I watch any Hangman match, the wrestling is totally down. The flying, the high flying is totally Oh, down. he's got chops, for sure. Everything about his chops that makes a crowd go, whoa, is just totally down every single time. But when it comes to this blandness of the character, when it comes to this lack of depth that really comes from that character, even Joey Ryan, like he came up with the gimmick of just like, okay, cool, I'm going to just make my dick do all my moves for me, and, then every, and that's going to be my little gimmick. And everybody's got themselves a big gimmick going on about what they've got about them themselves as a character but it's just a cowboy for hangman it's like that's all i got it's really just i can't really go off of anything else i don't really have any depth to really play off of so so what you're saying is you want to see an evolution from from adam page or you i want to see, to see an evolution. would you like to see hangman take a turn because there are a lot of turns he could take with the hangman like he could wear a classic duster come out undertaker style Make yeah. the character really, really dark. Yeah. Like, you know, cut, start cutting more promos where he's standing like in a desert in the black of night in front of a fire saying, you know, the hangman's coming. The hangman's coming. Like, he could do crazy, weird, screwed up shit like that. Kind of like a drifter character, much like Elias. Yeah, But yeah. with hopefully a little bit more talent than Elias. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I know everybody loves him and everybody's like... WWE stands for a walk with Elias, but really the character, that character itself as well, has no depth. Sick of it. So I've been sick of it for a while. But yeah, so it's, like it's, I, it's it's getting there with that that kind of a character where it's so predictable of just like okay, I know what I'm in for. I know I, I know I'm in for uh, you're you're coming out, and I know for a fact at the end, like if you get your opportunity to, you're gonna hang the guy, and that's pretty much where it comes to. But more often than not, you don't even get a chance to hang the guy because you get beat. So there's no real opportunity to really. <laughs> 
do much of really what's going on within the character, but those small glimpses of when he actually does have those moments where he does get the win and does get that kind of a, a, appeal of what you you get, you really get it. Like when you're watching the when you're watching that crowd and you're watching how hot the crowd is for for Hangman, it's just it it it's it's indisputable that like okay, this guy is made to be a top guy. He's just really lost within this character of this this hangman character of like there's just absolutely like I can't just I can't say it enough there's just absolutely no depth for anybody to really latch onto and anybody to really gravitate towards other than just he's in a cowboy outfit and he hangs people at the end of the match and we don't even really get to see that very much <laughs> so let's let's say then if we if they were to put a strap on him or he were to get a single strap on him in some point in the near future whether it be with uh uh, All Elite, or whether it be with Ring of Honor, or whether it be with New Japan Pro, if you were to get that single strap, the character might evolve and change it to the way you like it. Because if you if you already know you're expecting the Hangman, but you barely yeah. you barely rarely see it because he's always getting his ass beat. Yeah. If he's defending and winning his title and keeps defending it, then maybe just maybe you'll get to see that darker turn on it come. Because yeah. right now I think the character the character is walking that thin line of I want to be a bad guy, but I also want to be a hero. I want to be a Venom. I want to be a Deadpool. I want to be that anti-hero. But do I really have the chops to take a strap? And sometimes you got to remember too that that weighs on a, on a wrestler's confidence. Yes. If he's consistently losing, but he's still gaining crowd appeal and he's still got, you know, when he comes out, his merch sells well and he's hot, much like we touched on when you did the, when yeah. we did the house. If everything's going in the right direction, but he's still losing, but the, he has the crowds backing, but he doesn't have the backing of the guys in the back. He's yeah. really, really opinion. Their opinion is the one that matters. No matter how hot you are or how big in the house you might be, you still got to have faith put in you. And I guess right now, nobody sees him as being the face of their organization in any aspect. Whether it be on an intercontinental or U.S. title level, yeah. or whether it be higher into a heavyweight title level, nobody really sees him as that guy. Yeah. And if and if faith's not in him, if it's not written in the stars for him to be that guy, then where does he go? He goes to being the guy that's the stepping stone to becoming the guy, which seems is where he's stuck now. He's in that mid-card level yeah. where he's the guy that puts guys over. He comes out, he has decent matches, sometimes great matches with these guys, but can't get the three count. Exactly. And that's where it comes down to. If he keeps getting stepped over, maybe it's time, maybe it's time for him to make a change. And if he signed with All Elite Wrestling, full out, 100%, then maybe this is the change he's hoping. Maybe I promises so. have been made in this contract, like, you know, give us three months, give us five months, give us six months, give us whatever, yeah. and we're going to put a strap on you. And they're going to run real programs with him, like actually really give him a chance. And that Cobb match that I was telling you about before of how it was just he had an opportunity to really, even though he went down in a defeat, in defeat of glory, it was still, the, he had the crowd at the palm of it. And it wasn't even that long ago. It was only, uh, it was like November or something like that was the match. And so uh, to me, I'm already seeing glimpses of the fact that he's going in the right direction, just didn't have enough promotion to actually back him. Now within All Elite, I see what they're doing with him, and it's already to the point where it's like, wow, you're shoving him right to the front, where they got him in a program already with Neville when they got him in the press conference, and then Neville came up and interrupted Paige while he was doing his thing in the press conference, and they were getting all up in each other's grill, and everybody saw it of like, whoa, this is going to be the first, ma this is one of the first signings of, clearly, these two are going to be in a program together, and Hangman with Neville? That's going to be massive. That's like, you know, putting with Neville and Ricochet that got trained by the same guy. So you may as well just put him in the same ring that you could put either or of them with them in a, in a match with, with Hangman. 
and nobody's really unless you've seen it you're not gonna get it of what it's gonna look like when you see neville and hangman together but i'll tell you it's gonna be a freaking barn burner it's gonna turn people's heads well, and give me are, give me Rick, give me ricochet and, and hangman i would love to see that and see that's the problem too with all these promote with all these these promotions coming out right now like new japan pro and ring of honor they did it right we're gonna join we're gonna share we're gonna grow we're gonna make money together yep but all elite has already kind of come out, and they've ruffled Ring of Honor's feathers a little bit. And we'll get into that two weeks from now when yes. we drop that episode. Yes. They've already ruffled Ring of Honor's feathers. They've rubbed them the wrong way. We know this. It's all out there. The research is out there. No, Nobody out there listening to us needs us to tell them that. It's out there. We already know that All Elite has pissed off ROH in some capacity. And then you've got them with their joint venture with New Japan Pro, who they haven't ruffled the feathers of yet because they're not going to fuck with New Japan. Yeah, New Japan is already higher than them. So you don't want to fuck with the guy above you. Not when you're just starting up. You need New Japan. Because New Japan has a lot of the talent that you want. So does Ring of Honor. But New Japan and Ring of Honor, they've done it the right way. If, if Vince McMahon was smart and he got his head out of his ass, he wouldn't see All Elite as competition. He would see it as an opportunity. Hold on. They have guys like Hangman Page. They've signed the Young Bucks. They've also signed Jericho. Now I've taken Jericho because I'm bitter. I've taken him off and I put him on my alumni. Yeah. On the website, which is a childish move. That's Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon. Oh, you, you suck. That's Vince McMahon. That's what he does. Yeah, basically. If you, if you leave him, or you leave him in a way he doesn't feel right to him, like you haven't kissed his ass enough, he'll find a way to screw you. Yeah. He's pulled off Jericho's merch all off WWE.shop. There's no <laughs> Jericho stuff there. And He's, then that also apparently had to do a lot with Jericho also being like, hey, so I'm going to just go off and go do my Fozzie thing, and that's all I'm doing. I'm doing this one date, and then I'm going off and I'm doing Fozzie, and that's all I'm doing. And then like after that, that, he literally just went off and started doing all these other wrestling He started dates. doing New Japan. Now started he started doing all these wrestling. Now he's, the now he's not only doing more dates. But now he's showing up on TV as the champion, so it's like now a totally different ballgame of like, holy crap, okay, he said he was only going off to do like one date. Now he's like, and still contract, what people didn't understand was still contractually obligated with WWE at the same time, and was granted that date to go fight Kenny Omega in, 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 uh, in, uh, But again, if Vince yeah. McMahon had taken that the right way and been like, you know what, I'm going to grant him time, maybe I should go, maybe I should fly to New Japan. Maybe I should sit down with these guys. Maybe I should find an opportunity. Because wouldn't you love to see, like, uh, wouldn't you love to see some of those New Japan guys coming over? Like, not even just Kenny Omega or Mighty Scroll or the Young Bucks or anybody in the Elite. Wouldn't you love to see some of the Japanese guys come over? Takato Ashiri, if I'm saying his name right, all those guys. Wouldn't you love to see those guys come over and fight in the WWE ring? Like, give me, give me those guys against one of the old school dudes. Give me those guys against One-Eyed Willie Shawn Michaels. Or give me that guy against Triple H. I'd love to see that match. Or, better yet... Even though Japan has seen it 50 times over, give me Finn Balor versus one of those guys. Give me AJ Styles versus one of those guys. The only reason I, I'm saying one of those guys is because I don't want to mispronounce anybody's name and screw anything up. <laughs> so, but there's there's endless possibilities if done yes. the right way. There's literally this big pot called the world here. And even though you're calling yourself World Wrestling Entertainment, you don't own the world. It's clear. Yes, you are the powerhouse. There's no debating it. You have screwed things up countlessly. Yet, even though we all bitch and complain about it, what do we do every Monday? We tune in. Even if it's for the first 45 minutes only, we still tune in. What do we do every Tuesday? We still tune in. What do we do every third Sunday of the month? Even though we know the card is going to be shit. How many pre-shows have we done where we've said another screwed up card right. by WWE? But we still sit there. We dissect it. We watch it. 
We bitch about it. And at the end of the three hours or four hours now, as most of their pay-per-views are, we sit there and go, that's four hours of my life I'll never get back. Multiply four hours over 12 months, over, you know, 30 years of love and wrestling. That's a lot of time wasted. And that's a lot of time for those guys on that roster getting burned out. Right, exactly. So there's a chance There's a chance for opportunity if done in the wrong way, if just Vince McMahon was put an ego aside and come to the table with open arms. You could all share the business and make a lot of money together. Kenny Omega could have been in a WWE ring five fucking years ago if you had done it right. Yeah. So we'll get into that in two weeks when we really break down all the wrestling and what Vince McMahon could and should do. That's going to be an incredible conversation, everyone. You are not going to want to miss that one. That is going to be absolutely off the friggin' charts, let me tell you. But let's, uh, before we unveil next week's episode and we wrap this one up, let's get, like, I've already kind of laced my opinion. I need to see a strap on him. You've kind of already said you need to see more depth in the character. We both agree that him signing to All Elite was the right move, and we're intrigued to see what they do with him. Now it seems they're putting him right in, right in the forefront of the picture. He's going to be one of their guys, one of their top guys. Yeah. What does All Elite need to do for Adam Page? And what does Adam Page need to do for All Elite in order for this relationship to be successful? My opinion, they've got to give him a strap, and he's got to show and prove. Your opinion... Forget character aside, because I know you're a big character guy, but forget character aside for a second. Yeah. What does he have to do to be successful in all elite wrestling and also make all elite wrestling successful? Because if they're there, now it seems somebody's finally giving him the chance. All right, kid, here's the ball. Run with it. How does he have to run? What does he have to do? Um, I don't think it's a matter of him having much to do of anything else other than being involved with now with the right promotion and actually having people actually put the faith in him that he can actually take the ball and run with it. I don't think he's been allotted. I, I just feel like after going through his going through his biography, it's really been just a, a, a common misconception of, of what people think is going to be a top guy. Whether you see a top guy, whether you see, whether you see a top guy or not, it's always up to the promotion, and it's always up to what the promotion wants to do with you, and if they want to run with you, and how many tickets you're selling compared to everybody else. And I really firmly believe that he really just hasn't had a true shot yet to sell tickets. I really think that, because people, because straight up, wrestling fans are fucking dopes. They really believe that that losses... Not all of you guys out there. We love you guys. <laughs> I'm just talking about the marks that really believe that wins are wins and losses are losses. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're marking out, and there's a lot of marks that really genuinely stick to the wins are wins and losses are losses. So it's really a matter of, okay, the right promotion now, All Elite Wrestling, get him involved in some actual wins, get him involved for the right reasons so that it's benefiting this program, it's benefiting the other program. Everybody's working in tandem to build their programs together, and it's kind of, I really believe that it's just going to be um, a, a, a no child left behind kind of thing with, with, with this endeavoring of the way that everything is going to go. So I'm really excited for where Paige's career is. Yes, it kind of went on a little, from what you have heard in through, all throughout the biography, there's a lot of, of, of plot holes when it comes to defeats and when it comes to, you know, that kind of thing. Of Is it really worth for him to even keep on going when it's like, nope, there are tons of of absolute promise there are tons of glimpses of promise that shows the fact that once this guy gets the opportunities that he needs then it's he will take that ball and run with it just unfortunately just promotional issues just manage to never make that happen fair enough fair enough i you know what i i, I hope that we see both sides of the coin because we seem to be on the same side of the coin but just different ends of it so i hope we see the same side of the coin totally. and i hope i hope he has a chance to grow but i also know 
that, yes, you're right, wins and losses don't so much count because, as we know, the house always wins. And money talks and how much merch you sell and how popular you are sells. You could literally lose every week. But if you're still getting the cheers from the crowd, whether you're a bad guy or a good guy, if you're still getting a reaction, yeah, you're still going to get put out there. Much like we saw with Roman Reigns. For four years, they forced him down our throats. What a lot of people thought, you know what? If you didn't like him, you should have been quiet. Because if you were quiet and you didn't give him a reaction, whether it was negative or positive, he wouldn't have been on TV so much. And Vince McMahon would have changed his plan a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon would have changed his lot sooner if everyone out there just didn't boo or didn't cheer. If you hate the guy that much... Don't give the reaction, because the reaction, if you don't know this by now, then you haven't really been watching wrestling or paying attention at all. The reaction is what makes the guy come back next week. Yep. It's always the reaction. Good or bad, there's a sound made in that audience, he'll be out there. If you can hear a pin drop, your career is over. If a Donald Trump falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? Absolutely. Of course, yeah. That big mouth never shuts up. Much love to all our American fans, by the way. <laughs> Just saying, he's the, like it's 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 another testament to if you give the guy the reaction, you're gonna just keep getting his face every single week, regardless. So it's really like it, you're exactly right, dude. It's a fair. It's a, it's a hundred percent the whole point of wrestling. Good or bad, a reaction is a reaction. He'll keep coming back every week. Yep. Unless you don't give him a reaction, then things will change and rather quickly. Yes. So now, in terms, are we done? Is that I think I think that about wraps it up. Definitely. Right. I think you did killer with the information that you had, much like I did with Joss Alexander. There's not a whole lot to go up because the career's just starting. Yes. So hopefully we get to see him progress and grow. And maybe in a couple of years when we still have this baby going, we'll revisit yes. Adam Page Part 2. I would love to see that. Don't forget, next month's Superstar Profile is the villain, Marty Scrawl. It's like Christmas come early for me. Super stoked on that one, buddy. Super I know stoked. you're going to kill it. Super stoked. It's going to be great. I've got the information. I've got the clips. I've got everything together. It just sucks that we cannot release it until February. Right. That's the way we do things. We're on a scheduled basis here, okay? Yep. Now, next week's episode, we are very, very excited to say that this will not be, it will not be live. It'll be pre-recorded, much like tonight's episode is. But next week, we will be sitting down one-on-one -on -one with a very hot and upcoming female wrestler in the indie scene here in Canada. Her name is Alexia Nicole. She also goes by the moniker of the Bubblegum Princess. This girl is coming up. She's coming up fierce. She's hardcore. She's fantastic in the ring. She's got a great character. And above all else, she really, really, really loves the business. And she really, really, really loves what she does. There's passion in her. I love her. She was very, very easy for us to set this whole thing up. So it's going to be a great sit-down, two-on-one, with your host the most and the animal. Breaking it down with the Bubblegum Princess. That'll drop next Friday, much like tonight's episode dropped this Friday. Incredibly stoked for that one. Cannot, 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 cannot wait for you guys to hear that. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. And then obviously two weeks after that, we're now going to do the All Elite Wrestling Hour, which we will break down everything that we know about All Elite thus far, where we see it going, what they need to do, and possibly how we can get Vince McMahon to get his head out of his ass and his ego to check so everyone can make some money. And the burning question of the night will be if Cody has what his dad had in terms of booking. We'll see it. Because we know he's officially been named as the executive vice president of the company. Yes. So, uh, let's hope that he does. Because All In was a huge success, but you've got to build from there. Mm -hmm. So, let's... that's that's still, And then after that, hopefully, 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 we're still trying to iron out, tear it up, get it in, lock it down. Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. Yep. Very close to locking this one down. This is the one we've been chomping at the bit and waiting for. And hopefully, we are able to get him. And also, you have an official announcement, don't you? 
I do. Do you? You want to announce it, or you still want to keep it secret? Oh no, definitely. It's uh, it's definitely going to be a secret. And then once it actually does, t- once it does transpire, promise. Um, there is going to not only be footage, there is going to be all kinds of stuff. It's going to be basically a, a neat little documentary showing off about this this particular uh, thing that is going to be taking place that is going to be unbelievable to drop when it happens. Just tr- trust us when we say how cool this is going to be when it drops. So yeah, stay very, very tuned. And also, we also have an official announcement. We did touch it. We touched about it. We talked about it. We mentioned it, threw out a couple tidbits near the end of last year. The, the YouTube page is officially coming. Yes. February 1st. February 1st. Straight Talk Wrestling YouTube page will be out there available. We're going to have our own little quick five-minute content, things we're going to do here and there. But most of all, we want to hear from you guys. We really want to hear from you guys. 2019, we want it to be a year of so much more social interaction from you guys. You take the time out to listen to us. We love it. Numbers keep going up every week. We appreciate it. But now we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to talk about, what you don't want us to talk about. Who you want us to touch on. Maybe throw out an idea for a superstar profile. Just hit us up and say hello. We're all about it. We always get back to everyone that hits us up. We appreciate all the love and the support. And we want to keep growing with you guys. And don't forget to let everybody know our social media feeds. Which you will hear at the end of the show. So next week, Bubblegum Princess. Two weeks after that, All Elite. Hopefully after that, Josh Alexander. And then first week of February, Marty Scroll. Yep. That's pretty much locked in. Also first week of February, unveiling the YouTube page. And then Steve's Big Secret. It'll come out too. I promise. And it's not what you think. It's not a bad secret. It's a great secret. It's a fantastic secret. I want to tell it, but I can't. It's not my secret to tell. I can't tell it, guys. I'm sorry. I want to tell it, but it's I can't. I absolutely cannot. And it sucks. And I'll tell you something. It's going to be awesome when it's when the payoff happens. And you guys are going to absolutely. You're going to be super, super, super. It's going to be awesome when you guys see it. But if you want to pay me, you can PayPal me, and I'll tell you the secret. <laughs> 20 bucks a shot. <laughs> yeah, we reopened the WWF hotline for uh, 1-800-909-9900. Yeah, um, ask your parents' permission. Two dollars, two minutes, two, uh, 20, do- 20 bucks for two minutes. Oh, no, wait. That's the WCW hotline. Oh, you're fired. 1-800-909-9900. That's 1-800-909-9900. And I think, actually, in lieu of saying that, one last thing to say before we split is um, our rest in peace, Mean Gene Okerlin. Yes. An incredible, credible loss to the wrestling world in general and to everybody who is affiliated with uh, Mean Gene. We are very, very, very sorry for the loss. And we are, and straight up, he was absolutely the most, um, um, one of the most amazing voices that was part of our, all of our wrestling childhoods. Yeah, that was the man when you think of wrestling from childhood, that's the voice you think of. Good call for bringing that up. I completely, completely sidestepped it. I feel like a schmuck. I just remembered that old Mean Gene voice every single time when he would say that, even though it was that small stint WCW, he was that one, just remember to call the WCW hotline, that's 1-800-909-9900. But Hogan's promo on Monday Night, how great was that? That was classy. That was was so classy. classy. They did it the right way, and WWD, they always know how to put together those great video montages. It was just a fantastic way to honor the man. No one could have done it better than the way Hogan did it. Yeah, yeah, it it was absolutely great to see him, great to see him back out there, and Especially losing such a close friend, it was great to see him really come out and pay homage and respect to the great, late, Mean Gene Okerlund. So, uh, R.I.P., rest in peace. You're the man, You're the reason why we're here. Because it was your voice that guided us to our microphone. So we appreciate that. Rest in peace, Mean Gene. Alright, and as, as always, I'm your host with the most, George McKay. I'm Steve the Animal Mitchell. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget, next Friday, pre-recorded episode, one-on-one, sit down with the Bubblegum Princess. It's going to be epic, guys. Thank you so much. 
Tune in next week. And until then, let these guys remind you who you're listening to. Hello. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Nick Foley. And although I've never listened to Straight Talk Wrestling, I think you should. Have a nice day. Hey, this is George the Iceman, president of Destiny World Wrestling. And you're listening to Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Catch us every Wednesday at 7.30 on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. Wrestling!